Here they come, your Camarda wealth leaders, slashing taxes, dominating risks, relentlessly pursuing profits, protecting your assets, and keeping you in stitches while leading to greater riches. Your Camarda wealth leaders with Johnny Hotstocks, Camarda, Sonia Embraceable U. Elia, Rob Bulmu Shevlin, also known as the financial anesthesiologist, you'll see why, and me, Jeff, I want to be a doctor, Camarda. You're listening to the Camarda Wealth Leaders on WER, Camarda Wealth Education Radio. Let's face it, wealth matters to living a longer, better life for you and your family. Our goal is to painlessly educate you with uncommonly shrewd advice to help grow and protect your wealth. And while we aim to keep you laughing all the way to the bank, never imagine we're not dead serious about money. Jonathan Camarda is a certified private wealth advisor, certified financial planner, chartered market technician, chartered financial consultant, certified fund specialist, chartered life underwriter, and board certified in mutual funds. Jeff is a certified financial planner, chartered financial consultant, chartered financial analyst, certified fund specialist, chartered life underwriter, and board certified mutual funds. He's also an enrolled agent admitted to represent clients with unlimited IRS practice rights, holds a master's of science in financial services, and is a PhD student in the American American College's Financial and Retirement Planning Doctoral Program. Besides being Camarda's Chairman and Chief Investment Officer, Jeff is also a working research academic in Wealth Matters. The Camarda team believes deeply in financial education and expertise and is proud to have Dr. Tang Wei as our Chief Financial Analyst, who is also a university professor and working wealth research academic. Camarda Wealth Advisor Group offers private wealth management, including no commission portfolio management through Camarda Financial Advisors and other financial services as described in our boring end of the show disclosure. Folks, welcome to yet another edition of Camarda's Wealth Education Radio. You're here in the booth with me, Jeff. I want to be a Dr. Camarda, Sonia Embraceable, you, Elia, Rob. Bulmu Shevlin, also known as the financial anesthesiologist, you'll see why. Uh, Johnny Hotstocks, Camarda, and today a special guest, Mark Del Pezzo, all the way from Key Biscayne, Florida, a chartered financial analyst and investment uh, a professional extraordinaire who will be on, opining on the future of interest rates, uh, impact on uh, bonds, and, uh, and some other uh, um, the real important information you can use to guide your portfolio planning. This is the first time the Camarda Wealth Education Radio Show has uh, aired on Jacksonville's WOKV. So welcome to all our OKV listeners. Uh, we're also uh, beaming out of camp on WWBA, and uh, we hope that uh, some of our listeners from uh, WBOB have had the opportunity to, uh, uh, to, uh, to come over to OKV. So we're here on Sundays for the uh, in that foreseeable future. Sundays at 5 p.m. on WOKB, and then also on Tampa's WBA AMA 20, Saturdays from 1 to 2, as the Camarda Wealth Education Radio Network continues to expand. For our new listeners, uh, just a little bit of background on what we do. We run a wealth management practice uh, that, that services uh, the southeast out of Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, we're fairly heavily credentialed, um, uh, but uh, I have been... Uh, 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 warned not to uh, to opine too much on on my own. Well, uh, you have some new listeners. Maybe you should try and impress them a little bit. <laughs> Would you, Sonia? Maybe you could get into that a little bit later on, so I don't appear to be too uh, uh, too arrogant, huh? Too, boastful. Too, too boastful, yeah. But the uh, but we are here as a resource for our listeners to really give you straight talk that you can use 
to move your financial uh, um, engine forward, not just on investments, so that's our primary practice. We manage about a quarter billion dollars in Barron's. I can't help myself. Name me personally as one of the best financial advisors in America. Uh, just a couple of months ago, early to uh, 2015, but also to help you with asset protection planning, income tax reduction planning, estate planning, retirement issues, and really the whole host of this hugely complex discipline that we call wealth management um, to, to really b bring all of your uh, um, the, um, your financial engines, as it were, into alignment to help to drive your goals much more efficiently. So uh, um, with that, we'll, uh, we'll get right into uh, into today's discussion. Uh, some of you may have noticed that Fed Chairwoman Janet Yelton uh, the recently has commented Yellen. that... Uh, Yellen? Yeah. Is she? We don't want to hit her too hard this early. Oh, was, who was this? Was that Boris Yelton? I believe. Take but any of it, you know, certainly she, what, 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 what she says is poor. No. Huh? No, I'm just getting images of Ronnie again. No, please <laughs> continue. Is uh, um, the, but certainly shook the markets with uh, uh, with shadows of, of uh, irrational exuberance uh, when she she commented as we have for for many months here in the show and, and 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 even longer in some of our writings that perhaps the U.S. stock market has gotten to be fairly maybe overvalued um, and uh, um, and maybe headed for some uh, uh, some turbulence ahead. I, I personally feel that the, the market will continue to go up for a while, but maybe more on inertia uh, than based on value. Uh, uh, value. And Mark, you like me are a deep value kind of guy looking to uh, to buy things for less than they're worth uh, with the uh, the the Buffett style margin of safety built in. What are your thoughts on uh, U.S. Uh, market valuations and, and what the future holds? Well, thanks, Jeff. That's a great question. It's uh, it's what we're all thinking about at this point in time. And the markets have had a really good run the last few years, and it is harder than much harder than it was a couple of years ago to find good value. Um, I kind of like the way Warren Buffett signed, you know, summed it up this week. He mentioned that if rates, you know, rates are historic lows now, so if they stayed this low for the next uh, five, ten years, stocks would look cheap, right? Because the alternatives to stocks are so unattractive. But if rates do go up, stocks would then look expensive. So it does, it's, you know, it's very. That's why this interest rate forecast could be very important going forward. And I recently put a piece together talking about what I think rates may do over the next couple of years. And uh, we can talk about more of that later. But uh, but, but I'm but curious from an equity standpoint, and actually that's, uh, that's spot on. If you can't make any money on interest, then you, you're willing to pay more for stocks to get the dividend and, and the potential appreciation. Even though those potential returns may be meager, they're still much more attractive than, than zero interest to simplify things. But what about, and it's certainly the U.S. market is not the only one available to investors these days, uh, with the real renaissance in investment products and ETFs and mutual funds and, um, the, and markets really opening up around the globe. Do you think that uh, perhaps while U.S. stocks uh, may be close to fairly valued or overvalued, that, that that's the case uh, for other markets outside of the U.S.? Well, that's, that's, a, great, that's a great point. It's, uh, earlier this year, we made a call on the consulting work I'm doing. We, we invest in managers, some manager research that I do, and uh, we you know, started recommending putting more in international equities, and specifically, you know, I think German exporters is what I kind of jokingly said was the, you know, the perfect place to be a few months ago because the currency was weak, they're great at exporting, and the companies were still pretty inexpensive compared to the U.S. market over in Europe. So it was a, con a kind of a contrarian call. Now there's a lot of money that's flowed in there, and 
and those markets did pretty well the first quarter. They're not quite as attractive, but I do think there's an ETF called IDV that they uh, pays about a 5% yield. If you want to just go e- with easy exposure, that's a good one probably to look at. There's a lot of good companies that pay good dividends in there that have exposure to you know, the European markets, which have not rallied nearly as much as the U.S. markets. Yeah, and, actually, and despite that, you know, looking, we like to uh, to kind of compare uh, market performance year to date, and we're, we're approaching, folks, the midpoint of the year. We're only about, what, six, eight weeks away uh, from, uh, from midsummer, and, and two quarters will be in the bag. And as uh, I read this from today's Wall Street Journal uh, for early, uh, close to mid-May, um, the Dow is only up 0.6% for the year. For the year, and the year is getting to be. We're not just you know one or two months anymore, uh, and the S and P five hundred just one point four percent. Contrast that uh, to what uh, to Europe, uh, which is still uh, bouncing uh, nicely along. We've had a, a bit of a correction, uh, but still pushing fifteen percent for the year. Uh, China twenty seven percent a year to date. Hong Kong sixteen. Uh, Japan eleven uh, percent. Um, and uh, some uh, some of the markets in the Americas, including Brazil, which is really you know still uh, admired in economic uh, morose, but still up fourteen percent for the year. And a lot of us really feel these markets are still incredibly undervalued compared to U.S. equities. Do you, do you share that view, Mark? Yeah, I think the the Europe number. You know, obviously the currency's gone down quite a bit, but if you take even a fifteen percent raw number, even if you take currency out of it, you're still up. I would say five, six, seven, eight percent. So, it uh, and the currency being weak helps their companies. Uh, yeah, we, our we, companies. That, as you can see by our U.S. trade deficit, which widened quite a bit the last time. Yeah, and, we, and we've been we've been using some dollar hedging, you know, in order to uh, to to make uh, foreign uh, market uh, exposure more of a pure play. Uh, though uh, certainly the dollar has backed off a little bit uh, here lately. Before we get into interest rates, uh, Jonathan or uh, uh, Sanya or Rob, any uh, any comments on yeah. uh, U.S. versus? Yeah, well, we started rotating uh, in our sector rotation portfolio, as uh, Mark alluded to, pretty brilliantly, Mark, if I may so, say so in a biased way. Uh, yeah, we were in China early uh, from the outset of the year. China really started rallying late last year in the FXI, Mark. And then uh, you p- you picked it with uh, Germany. We were in there, I think, believe in January, H-E-W-G, which is the hedged uh, German ETF. So uh, certainly, and, I, and you've kind of seen some pullback. China may be a sell soon, but uh, certainly concur with Mr. Del Pezzo, Mr. CFA says there. So you guys, uh, you guys both agree then that uh, the values, uh, um, the, um, the, you know, from a fundamental standpoint, uh, are more alluring in many of the the offshore markets. Are you, do you have any feedback, Sonia, from uh, some of the clients that you talk to? I know that you're doing some rotation uh, into our offshore portfolio uh, as these conversations occur. What uh, what are your clients telling you? Um, they're actually very excited about moving more into the global marketplace. Many of them have been um, specifically in, in uh, domestic stocks over the last couple of years and have been very happy with that. But um, now, Who wouldn't be, right? The markets, you know, has been going up been a you know, like, a, like a rocket ride for six years, but uh, now we're starting to flatten it's out. Comfortable as a CERTA. There you go. Um, and fortunately, not getting a lot of pushback. They're excited. We're, we're taking a piece of, of um, that domestic um, side and putting it out in the global market, and um, thus far, a lot of excitement about it. Yeah, and just to play on your certain comment, uh, Rob, what's your sleep number? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, they're not an advertiser, folks. Uh, it's non-existent these days. Uh, I tell you, no, don't get too close. And remember, no slathering on the microphone, Rob, and no chewing the microphone. And keep your teeth. Uh, in, yeah, just let you know you have to be in gentleman moose mode. Okay, I'll try my best.
I'd like to add, I've, uh, you know, Rob likes to take selfies of himself while he's here in the booth so that he can share with his children. Please do not take selfies from the CERTA. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you asserting? Anyway, folks, uh, we, as we approach the break here, uh, we need to uh, just take just a moment for our sponsor. That's us. Stay with your Camarda Wealth Leaders. We'll be back uh, in just about 60 seconds. Stand by. You're listening to the Camarda Wealth Leaders on WER Wealth Education Radio. This show is previously recorded. For private or on-air questions or to request free white papers or other educational materials or to schedule a complimentary no-obligation consultation about today's or any other wealth matter, call us at 888-CAMARDA. Write it down, folks. 888-CAMARDA. That's C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Charlie Alpha, Mike Alpha, Romeo, Delta Alpha, 888-CAMARDA. Call it now and keep it handy for wealth emergencies. All right, folks, you are back with your Camarda Wealth Education Radio leaders. And as we talked a little bit about before the segment, uh, we're going to get into, there's a lot of changes happening in the markets now, in the stock market, likely in the bond market, as Mr. Del Pezzo uh, will share. And it's an excellent time to avail yourself of some information to take control of uh, um, the, how to, to best position your portfolio going forward. There's a lot of changes, and uh, we have written a brand-new edition of, uh, of a report called The Nine Biggest Dangers Facing Today's Investor and How to Avoid Them, chock full of information on how to assess your position going forward, maybe uh, um, that make some changes, are you over-concentrated, have too much uh, in, in things maybe like large-cap U.S. stocks, or bonds that, that may be headed for uh, for disappointment going forward, and lots of other ways to assess position and hopefully protect yourself for the changes in the markets that, that seem imminent. We'd like to get you a free copy of this report. No cost, no obligation. It's part of our mission to provide the high quality of financial education uh, to our listeners. Um, but you need to call us in the next half hour. So here's the phone number. Write it down. You can call uh, um, the, uh, us at 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A, 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A, to get a free copy of The Nine Biggest Dangers Facing Today's Investor and How to Avoid Them. Um, and uh, we can email it to you or PDF it to you, um, but you need to call. So uh, please uh, uh, make that small investment of time that could possibly pay very big dividends for you going forward. We'll also make available a copy of this report that Mr. Del Pezzo, CFA and investment professional extraordinaire, has written on uh, what the future of interest rates um, uh, may, uh, uh, may, may have in store uh, called Rough Seas Ahead for May of 2015. And we can email or mail that to you as well. So, Mark, what do you see ahead for interest rates? You know, we haven't since... Um, um, the, the financial crisis of 2009, uh, 2008 and 2009, and we really, you know, when, uh, with, with your help, uh, really cleaned up in the bond markets, as I recall. Uh, but interest rates really have been so low for so long now. Do you think that's going to persist? Yeah, it's a great question, Jeff. It's, uh, and I, you know, I'm probably in the camp that thought rates were, would be a little higher than they are right now uh, already. So, but, you know, that said, what the Fed's trying to do and what they've been trying to do is, uh, you know, reflate the economy, get credit back moving, and uh, kind of the best way I could summarize what they've been doing, and it has, you know, it's worked to some degree, or at least we're growing at 2% plus, but it hasn't worked to the degree they probably thought it would, getting us back to 3 plus percent growth. And, uh, you know, the funniest line I've heard recently was that I was listening to a seminar with Paul McCulley, the uh, former PIMCO chief economist, and he said that uh, 
basically what the Fed is doing is they're offering uh, free beer at a fraternity party at 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning. So think about that. That's uh, that's kind of what they're doing with Yeah, besides you and me, Mark, nobody else is here. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ever get your attention. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kinda, they're offering this free credit. There really isn't a lot of demand underneath it to push the credit out of the banks that's available. And the same thing's happening in Europe with drug buying all those government bonds and stuff. Yeah, and I, I agree for, you know, for most folks, that's, uh, um, the, uh, it, it doesn't appear to be working. And, and, you know, it makes you wonder, gee whiz, maybe this time it really is different. But from the average investor standpoint, um, the, you know, they're not, they're, they're very yield hungry. They can't get decent returns. Uh, do, do you think that they're safe staying in low-yielding bonds now and, uh, um, and, and, and that the values of those bonds will remain stable? Well, that's, a, that's the, that's the billion-dollar question for investors. Now, I will say this before I get started on what I think may happen to bonds, and that's in my, the report you talked about. Uh, I'm, I think that the return, returns on bonds will be very low to possibly have some negative years going forward. But I still think that bonds have a place in portfolio management, and a lot of people probably may disagree with this, but you know, bonds, when times really get difficult and equity markets go down you know, 10 20 30%, you know, those bonds do tend to hold up a lot better and provide a cushion or a shock absorber or for us sailors around the table, a ballast to your portfolio. What do you, what do you think about short-term uh, munis, uh, you know, slicing those into a portfolio at this point? Yeah, actually, it's a great point, CJ. Uh, short-term munis are, uh, munis are out, out yielding treasury investments and some corporate investments. So for an investor in a higher tax bracket, you know, munis still look when you say they're when you say they're at yielding, you mean on a on a tax adjusted basis, or you know just uh, a yield for yield? Yes, yield for yield. They're actually yielding more than government U.S. government securities. Do you think part of that is uh, is a quality spread issue? Well, it's it all, big part of it is the muni market is just not nearly as efficient as the government markets, and uh, and they're just less liquid. So you're paying, you're getting a better yield for that. But normally. Mean yields range between seventy to one hundred percent of Treasury yields, and they've been one hundred percent or more for the last you know year, year and a half. So they've been undervalued for a while, and they've yeah. done pretty well. Yeah, but one one of the things that, that we have noticed in actual practice, though, is part of the illiquidity of that market is a real danger because it's hard for investors to know what the bonds are worth, and uh, when they they buy it, they're kind of buying just based on yield to maturity without realizing that they may you know way overpay relative to what the bids are and what they could get if they decided to sell it. In fact, we had uh, one uh, um, the physician's uh, um, the portfolio that we analyzed uh, at a major wirehouse, and it, he was kind of astonished to learn that he paid more than the face value of the bonds, and if, and if he hung on to maturity, he'd get back less than he invested. You know, so there's a lot, yeah. of, a lot of pricing issues out there. But let's get back in the, uh, in the four minutes or so that remain in the segment. I really want to talk sorry, about... I'll for a second. I re- yeah. Mark, I really want to talk about what is it that you see happening to rates. You, I mean, do you see that we're going to see rates elevate in the next 12 months? Yeah, I think the next 12, my, my, my call on rates is the next 12, 18 months or so is they will drift higher. And what do you think, the, think, what do you think the impact is going to be on bond pricing? We're sitting at the at top of a 30-year bull market in bonds, as you well know, you know being um, the, really the, the, our expert on, on bonds and debt, as it were. Um, do you think that uh, there's going to be a, a, a conventional uh, reaction to duration and that bond prices will, will plummet uh, as rates go up? You know, or do you think that they're going to be more buoyant 
uh, because of uncertainty about uh, um, about rates? Yeah, I think we had a preview of this back last year called the taper tantrum. And we saw, I actually put this in the report, um, if you, but anybody can pull this up. You can pull up the, the LQD, which is a an ETF, a bond ETF, an investment-grade bond Yeah, we listen, but he gets too terrible. Our listeners probably aren't going to do that. They're probably driving. But, you know, in terms of do you think, what do you think is going to happen? I think that bonds are probably going to remain buoyant and then precipitously drop as the, the, the reality of interest rates increases, sinks in. Do you agree with that? Yes, and that's what happened in the taper tantrum is that that particular bond fund went down 10 points from 114 to 104. And I don't think a lot of people are ready for that kind of volatility, and they don't expect that in bonds. So 114 to 104, you know, using the the bond pricing parlance, but that's a 10% drop, right? Just about, maybe 8, 9%? That's right. That's right, Jeff. And it's... uh, so I think this is really going to surprise many people. What, what was the what was the the duration or the or the 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 time the maturity of the security you mentioned? That, How far that out was, was about it? an eight. That's about an eight duration on that on that particular ETF. So maybe ten so year, way, maybe ten years, something like that's that. That's the way you would manage that risk. So what do you think is going to be the impact then on people who have portfolios that have uh, you know uh, allocations to mortgage backed securities? Well, what can happen in mortgage-backed Is that Rob, I guess? Yeah, Rob, he, he, <laughs> Rob, Rob look, he came, up, he came up for his coma to try to drag the rest of us into it. <laughs> and then we'll get the asset-backed securities after that. Well, Collateralized and uncollateralized. Hey, what's up with your CMOs there, Rob? What's up with your CMOs? When rates go up, the rates actually extend. Well, I tell you, before we get, we're getting really stuck in a te- in mired in, 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 in jargon. I think it's going to be a hard time for our, our folks to follow us. But I think the important point in the minute and a half that's left to us is that, you know, if we had it for a 10-year bond, which isn't all, all that far out, right, that's maturity, maybe 20, uh, uh, 24, 25, something like that, that, you know, for a very, very small uh, change in interest rates, the value of the bond dropped by 10%. Is that a confirmation, Mark? Exactly. That's what happened in ninety three, ninety four in the taper tantrum. So the thing to do is keep your keep your maturity short and ladder your maturities. That's the bottom line advice I would give. Is and, it, and is it, a good rule of thumb a one a one percent change on the ten years a ten percent swing? I think you got to look at the formula for duration. It's I'm a little more complicated than that. But I tell you, if rates go up, bond prices will go down. I think that's the important thing for our listeners to to realize, and that as the certainty of interest rate increases uh, becomes uh, apparent. Um, the, 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 you may want to you know, revisit. There's a lot of folks out there. We analyze portfolios all the time, people calling for you know, free portfolio stress tests, and it's astonishing how much they have in bonds, either individual bonds or in bond mutual funds or ETFs, and don't realize the, you know, the danger that is lurking. So as we approach the end of the segment, folks, again, I want to remind you to learn all about that and more if you call in for the nine biggest dangers facing today's investor. That's you and how to avoid them in the next 20 minutes, 888-CAMARDA, 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. We'll be right back after the break. Stay with your Camarda Wealth Leaders. Camarda Wealth Leaders' levity is intentional as we aim to be the car talk of financial radio, entertaining, hugely funny, and offering penetrating financial insight and rare expertise across a broad spectrum of wealth-related topics. We're dead serious about money, but want you to have fun, too, and laugh all the way to the bank. Unlike many financial radio shows, this is not one long commercial or constant annuity pitch. 
I hate those constant annuity pitches. This is Wealth Education Radio, and we aim to share best financial practices that can truly supercharge your wealth. Do we expect some of you will want to become clients? Sure, but because the chemistry is right and because you come to believe that the wealth leaders, that's us, can get it done better than your other choices. That's your decision. But when it comes to investing, we're fiduciaries. We put our clients' interests first, and that's a promise you can take to the bank. For more information and free reports, call us now at 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Do it now while it's on your mind, folks. Camarda Wealth offers complimentary, that's free folks, portfolio reviews to listeners. Get us your statements and we will thoroughly examine your portfolio, give you opinions on the risk and quality of each position you own, as well as how wisely we believe the whole thing holds together and how efficiently it addresses your needs and goals. At the same time, we'll also opine on how protected your assets are from financial predators, your estate plan, tax savings opportunities, and other ways we can think that you can cut risk, avoid probate, save money, and just plain get richer faster. Did I mention this service was free? Just call us at 888-CAMARDA, that's C-A-M-A-R-D-A, 888-CAMARDA, to set up your free portfolio review now. 